the resilience of us has there has to be some there has to be power in that with all of the struggles that we've been in there has to be a power in that and people still see that so we're not even talking like about the materialistic things and all of this it's just the coming together like you've Mm -hmm. said the coming together the sticking together the sticking through it that is a power in itself Welcome back to another chill session on Can We Chill podcast with your girl Vivian and your girl Melissa. Guys, we've got Karen back with us um, and we are happy for her to be here because, listen, busy people, busy, busy people that we keep finding and they keep allowing us into their life, into their schedules and taking the time, even though fitting us into that busy life. So we appreciate that. So thank you, Karen. So Karen, um, give him a quick hello. <laughs> hey guys, and thank you for having me again. You know, it's always great coming on and chatting with you guys. So it's no problem at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Before we get um get on, Melissa, um, hit him with the icebreaker. Oh, do you know what? I, I I wonder, yeah, if other people do, when we do the icebreaker, if people are doing it at home as well, and I want to, like, whether they answer the questions as well. So sometimes, <laughs> guys, like, if we, like, with the icebreakers, let us know what you think about the icebreakers because it would be nice to know what your answers are to some of the things. So, yeah, but, yeah, Melissa, go ahead. Yeah, so this icebreaker, um. I always think, the thing is, when I do the icebreakers, I always think to myself, I always answer the question myself, basically, first, before I ask it, because I'm like, if I don't want to answer it, nobody else is going to answer it. It's not Madden or nothing, but basically, it is, um, would you rather be the funniest or smartest person in the room? Oh, but then, I feel like that's a trick question, because to be the funniest person in the room, you have to be smart, because being comedic, I think it's a very intelligent mm. thing, like to be able to read yeah. people enough to make them laugh. I find, well, I think comedians tend to be extremely intelligent. Like, I don't know if you guys like Dave Chappelle. He's like my favorite comedian. And now he's like at yeah, the same. point where he's not oh, even. That one. He can say exactly. Exactly. He's just at the point where he's like doing, philo- you know, philosophical talks that can be comedic, mm. but it's it's deep stuff. So that's my answer i'm sorry i might have ruined it <laughs> but okay so they can be smart like no one's saying you, like the funniest person is stupid mm-hmm. but you're just not the smartest person in the room so you can still be smart but you're just not the smartest in that room i don't know that's a tough question i like being funny so i think i'd rather be the funniest person in the room because you know <laughs> being smart might be tough too so i just want to have a few giggles in this life <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. What um, about you? Um I'm gonna go with being funny because um laughter is a great thing. Laughter and joy um uplifts people, provides um and gives negative um negative positive energy. Um it lifts everybody's spirits. So being smart doesn't really do that, but obviously you can do it in a way that's different because you're bringing knowledge to people. Whereas I think being funny, the way you can funny people, the way they lift a room and 
the way their energy shines out and that that those little things are very important because in life we all want laugh, laughter and we all, we all want joy and happiness and that's what being funny will bring to people and when you're whenever you're around funny people it's like there's never a dull moment because you know like they don't take themselves too seriously they're silly they just they they just carefree in it so i think yeah i would choose being funny because hey you know who i want to i want to give off funny vibes and positive energy and make people laugh yeah um i think depending on the circumstance i'd rather be the smartest um just because if it's for example like a business setting i don't want to be cracking jokes and having people laugh with me and stuff like i want to be serious and be smart and have smart discussions but then if it's a different type of setting where it's vibes and good vibes and stuff I want to be funny and I want to have people like laughing with me and stuff so ultimately I feel like I'd rather be the smartest person in the room but depending on the circumstance I'm happy to be the funniest as well so for me I'm I'm saying both you know you have to choose one you can't say that because we had to choose one I didn't didn't say you had to choose one. I didn't say that. I thought when when we do these things, you have to just choose one. Because Karen was like, would you rather trust? Karen was sitting on the fence. She wasn't sitting on the fence. She was talking about somebody else. Me, I didn't say nothing about choosing one. I just said that. I said smart is, but I just said it depends on the circumstances. Okay, so smart, basically, um, if you had to choose one. Depending on the circumstances. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. That was the icebreaker. And we are now going to get into the topic, which is what are the benefits of being black and what's good about being black? Um, And I think this is um, an interesting topic only because as black people, we normally kind of focus on negativity um, and society views us in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And you never really kind of hear many people speaking about maybe the good things about being black and I feel like personally I'm tired of black people always like maybe showcasing their struggles and being portrayed as victims and people that are just constantly talking about all the negative stuff so um, we're so much more than that and um, I feel we need that people like we need to people need to understand that we are we're we're amazing we're great we're beautiful people, we should be proud, and all of that palaver. And I feel like this is the, the purpose of this episode, um, that we need to focus on our strengths and what things can uplift us and the positivity that we can bring to our community and as a race for us to grow and develop as individuals and to just inspire each other kind of thing. So, yeah, so just we're going to just explore why and how we got here but also just who we are and what makes us proud to be who we are as black individuals so um so Karen what do you love Mm -hmm. about being black I think it kind of comes from what you've just said in the sense that you know there are so many things that are set against us you know we've been oppressed peoples for hundreds of years and like our resilience is one of my favorite things about being black because even in these environments we've been able to still make way and not 
just give up and, you know, be annihilated and lose that kind of strength to carry on. Even like, you know, I think about the people around me, my family members, my friends, and like even the things that we face in this country, the microaggressions, all those sorts of things, not being able to be promoted and all these other things that you know are because of your race, but you still see us doing that, working 10 times as hard to get those things and we're better people for it. And I think, you know, that's one of my favourite things about being black. Yeah, I'm second you on that. But don't you think though sometimes that because as um, black people, we we kind of have always got this thing on us that we are resilient, we have to carry on. Don't you think sometimes that can actually, um, I don't know how to put it, that in a way that kind of makes us put so much more pressure on ourselves as a result but because that of this. that we keeps we're... us going through, I think. Sorry to cut you off. I, it's like we have no choice because it's there whether we acknowledge it or not. You feel these things, you go through these, um, you know, you go through these hardships you have no choice but to, you know, put that pressure on yourself to keep going because otherwise you will crumble, you know, because the pressure is real. It's not just stuff that's been made up. It's not just things that, you know, small minor things that we're nitpicking at because, you know, we're, we're still going through violence. It's not petty things. It's violence that's being put upon us. So if we don't have that pressure, we're not that you just can't keep going forward you have to there's no choice no so that kind of seconds that like oh how the black race is one of the strongest races kind of on the planet because we've been able to um withstand so much and go through so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything but when you deep it really like everything yeah so yeah all right melissa what do you love yeah i agree with what karen said to be honest like my thing about black people is like our willingness to want to achieve and to always like do better and stuff. Um, I think that pressure that we put on ourselves or that is put on us in general is, I think that's actually like what Karen said is what keeps us going. So it's actually what motivates us. Like I know that I'm not expected to, to reach a certain level. So I know I want to push to, to go past that level because you don't expect me to, to meet that, to meet that target. And I'm going to show you that I can. And I'm going to actually show you that I can do better. So I feel like when it comes to that kind of stuff, like pressure or whatever it may be, if you're going to see it in a negative way, then you're going to see it in a negative way. But for me, what I think is that a lot of the black people around me and stuff like that, or just black people that I see, whether it's social media, work, um, whatever it might be, I just feel like there's a willingness to want to achieve um and not be put in this basket of well I'm black and I'm not expected to do um certain things or people don't expect me to achieve anything so I'm just gonna be a bum basically um so I think a lot of black people nowadays just want to do better for themselves and basically just win like black people just want to win and I think there's no problem with that and whether black people are gonna win because of the pressures that are put onto us or the um, sort of how we're oppressed or anything like that, I think it's a positive outcome because it just means that we're going to do better for ourselves. So, yeah, for me, it's the willingness to achieve and do better. Yeah. yeah I like that. Both, yeah, 
So for me, it will have to be um, the culture. I, I love my culture. I love how um, we are and the community that we play. And I know sometimes it can come across that, oh, we're, we're all about ourselves, but I don't think that. I think we're, we're very much like a community that um, that's, we're not individualistic, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. We are, we are there to want to do, for each other to, to do better. We want to be there for one another. And also the culture, the way it's so, like, I don't know. I don't know how to even put it in words because for where I come from, it's just, for example, the, I've used this example before, like, just like when growing up in Zimbabwe, how people will not let one another suffer, even when people, you don't have anything yourself. Um, with the willingness to look out for one another. Um, Sense of community. Yeah, that's it, like just the community. But also another thing that, that I, I love about being black is just how cool we are. I swear to God, we're just so cool. We're lit. We're- the creativity is unmatched. Yeah, we're, we're, exactly. We're fun. We're trendsetters. Like, look at the world right now, right? Mm-hmm. Look at this little generation growing up. Look at how they're speaking. Look at how they're swagging. Look at how they're moving. Mm-hmm. That's all been influenced by black people. Yep. And a lot of people, they will say... And when we look at the creative arts as well. Exactly. So, and when we look at all these little things, like how we are like trendsetters around the world, and to be fair, what I like the most is that how social media has allowed us to actually showcase our talents more, who we are. Because back in the day, the stuff that we're doing right now on social media, they would never have shown that on mainstream telly. They would have been like, go back to, we're not showing you. We don't want, we don't want to see that. So I love how no, we're now able well to. That. I was just going to say, the thing about that as well is that we were showcasing these things and then these things were taken from us and then showcased by other races, which means the stuff we've always done has been cool. Mm. It's true. It's true. Like, Someone will do some, someone black will do something and then somebody, another race will do something and it will be portrayed like it was their idea or mm. it was something that black people didn't start. So I think, I think social media has definitely made it easier, but I think black people have always been doing things, but it's just maybe not been as visible because other people have taken it and done something different with it. Um, so I feel like, but I will agree with that, though. I feel like black people are becoming more creative. And um, as much as I want to say that black people are being more creative and doing more things and doing stuff like that, I do feel like there's a side of it that is maybe not as positive. Um but that's obviously a topic for another day. But yeah, I do feel like black people are becoming more creative and I feel like black people are trying to stick together a bit more, mm-hmm. um, which I think is always a positive. Uh, it's not always happening, but I feel like at least we're trying to, to achieve something here. So, yeah. Yeah, there definitely seems to be a more concerted effort to uplift each other and all the different movements that, are have been well have been around more recently but then I think even in the past we've all 
also been very creative and have tried to stick together but then there's been things that have been purposefully put within our communities to divide us because I think people know that uh-huh. a community together especially our community together is stronger for it and that can be yeah. intimidating po- possibly for real it, it can be because when you look at how we are as people because I don't think anybody will be trying to put us down if we weren't a threat. I swear to God, you don't try to put yeah. anyone down. That's not a threat. So yeah. I think the reasons why all these things have done it been done is because they know the potential that we can have um, and the influence that we do have or we can have mm-hmm. in this world. So instead, throw a little, some tigers, some lions in the den to just mess up the fuck up the whole base and then they're happy but also just just the one thing that's something that's very basic that I just love about being black is my color I, I love my color like it's simple but I, I I love my color um I think it's it's nice it's beautiful um and it's just I think the, the shine that it brings as well I just I just love the color that I'm I am in it and I think I've always, I always have, but I think when you live in the West, sometimes you can be made to feel like, oh, like it's, yeah. it's, it's something else. I was going to ask you, think. have you always felt that way? Um, or is it something that you've had to grow into? I think for me, but do you know what? I think I've always been quite comfortable in my skin, but obviously growing up in a, in a white area, because me and Karen, we grew up <laughs> where there was literally <laughs> legit. <laughs> It was just that. It was like <laughs> one or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I think it's, I don't think I've ever felt like I, I wanted to be like white or anything. I've never felt like that. Mm-hmm. But there's times you would have been felt like, oh, I am the only one that's this color. Um, but I know there's people who have said they've, they've wanted to be white because yeah um that life would be so much easier but to be fair I don't think those people actually hate being black or don't like being black I just think they just don't like the treatment they're received because of their color um and this is not only like just touching or something this is not even only for the black community because I've worked I've worked with people who are of Asian heritage and they've said exactly the same thing to me they've said sometimes I just wish I was white because you know, life would be easier for me because my color and my race makes me an easier target. Um, so, but for me, I, I feel like my color and I, growing up around white people, I don't think like the white people that I grew up around ever kind of made me feel like I was different in a way. Um, I just kind of, I always felt like I was welcomed, if that makes sense. But um, I know like, for example, me and Karen, guys, we used to be dance partners yeah, uh, back boy. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to be dance partners. And um, and when we talk about tra- setting trends and us not being embracive of who we are, embracing who we are. So back in there, we used to do like street dancing. But the street dancing we used to do, this was 2006, seven days. So we used to involve... You know, like what's popular right now in the mainstream dance, like the Afro BE type Trust. of thing. That's the type of dancing we used to do um, yeah. at competitions. And let me tell you, 
we used to win in it. Yeah. <laughs> so we used to back win to back to back, not bragging, we- but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to win the competition. So, but then it was very because people had never seen anything like that. And at these competitions, there was very little black people at those competitions. And what yeah. we used to do wasn't like a thing back then. It was, but now to different. think that it was very different. And some people and there's things we used to do. We were just like, oh my god! And because back then, and we, I was like literally fresh off the boat. Like I had just come from Zim. So I was very still like into my proper African dancing and everything. So for example, we used to, the, the company that we used to dance for, um, there was times we were treated very differently because that, for sure. we were, yeah. So um, even though we were good at what we'd done. But then I think also we were kids, so we didn't see it as much. Like if I was in that situation yeah. now, I'd be able to understand more than I did at that time. Yeah, definitely. But the, the, the main point from that is that we were good at what we'd done. But the thing is, we were made to feel like we wasn't at mm-hmm. certain points. We were made to feel like, no, these other people are better than mm-hmm. you. But um, yeah, and I we think were a lot really of times, creating stuff. We were really as you said, like bringing loads of trendy things together and putting something new on the table that hadn't been seen before in that kind of environment. Yeah, and it was fresh. So, and the fact is, I think sometimes as black people, we have to appreciate that there's times we're going to be doing stuff like that and we're going to be bringing new ideas to the table. But sometimes there might, people might feel like, or they make you feel like, what you're doing is not good enough and it's weird and it's off. And I think we have to embrace when we are bringing those things that are part of who we are and that make us us and um, never lose it. That, yeah, that just make that make us feel good because when we're younger, we were only like, what, how old were we? 12, 13. So like, especially when you're young as well, like little things like that. So it's, you have to be able to know, like, what you're doing sits right within you. And even if you're not getting the recognition as a black person, just know that what you're doing is good enough and never lose sight of who you are and yeah. just embrace who you are, if that makes sense. 100%. But how do, you, how do you communicate that to somebody who's young? Because telling a young person to just embrace who you are is not really that easy. So how do you communicate that? Sometimes I think it's a journey. I know from like university that was really kind of the first time that I was around a lot of like black people in like that were outside my family and friends you know so Mm. talking with them and seeing them I feel like for every kind of person I came across that it was a journey like you have to kind of experience that to be able to embrace what you have so if you if you're self reflecting and you're realizing no like I really was doing that I really have this thing whatever talent whatever it is that you're pushing you have it inside of you and if anyone is kind of trying to knock you down from it you should be questioning it if it's something you know very very innocent in terms of like talent or whatever if someone's trying to knock you down ask yourself why if it's not something amazing yeah yeah. But also, um, I feel like family and parents um, play a big part because um, Karen's mom, she was, and her her dad, they were 
they used to literally support us they used to be bigging us up all the time they was recording us telling us keep doing this keep practicing you're doing really Mm -hmm. well they used to take us every single weekend to the competitions whatever to take us to to dance training so little things like that can really help you if your parents um and your family around yeah are are able to uplift you and kind of show you the way but it is difficult if you people can be telling you all of this stuff but it's still difficult if people who hold the cards the playing cards are still pushing you down so I think it's about when you're telling a young person I think it's like what Karen says it is a journey because some people it takes longer for them to get there than others um you need to take your time and just because you're not there maybe at the same time as somebody else is that don't mean like I don't know there's something wrong with you I think you just need to be patient within yourself and know that you will get there regardless um what other people tell you because it can be difficult if like especially when you're a minority in the country so I think it's about just that patient and taking time to just understand who you are but also family and friends play a big part um, as to how you move forward because they they're older most of the time and they know what you're going through if that makes sense however though Viv do you think that if you had been born here you might feel differently like because you had that experience of growing up back home and like really you know you're you're completely surrounded by black people so you you weren't really aware that you were anything other and then you came here and you know because you're a minority now and you were you were then realizing that black you know black is also you know black is also another identity outside of your or with your Zimbabweanness, Africanness. Do you know what? I don't I don't I don't think so. Only because um I think some people maybe who are born here might feel the same. But for me, I think I think because I was so in touch with who I was, it made it easier for me. Um mm-hmm. well when I came here it was kind of easy for me to be like, okay, this is what I am and this is who I am, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like also when there was a time I was in Zimbabwe and I remember my auntie's ex-husband, he came over and he was the first white person I ever saw. And um, and I remember thinking, I must have been like, I must have been like seven or six or however old I was. So he was the first other white person I saw. And like the way these people were looking at this man, like it was God. And I, that's when I first saw like there was a difference between sure. being black and white. Mm-hmm. and this wasn't in the UK it was in Zimbabwe yeah, when sure. a white man was there so that's when I first started to see like oh, why is he being treated different or like you know like in just like colorism exists in Af- in Zimbabwe sure. it exists here yeah. and how people in Zimbabwe like if you're lighter you're kind of called this people they call it like you're like kind of I don't know bougie if you're lighter yeah. so yeah. so I think for me I don't think if I was born here I don't know if it would have made a difference but I think just having that groundedness from knowing this is where I was, this is where I'm from, and I was raised from this community, and I'm very touched with my culture, and and I loved, I love Zimbabwe. So for me, that helped a lot because I know where I've come from, 
and I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but like I think it might be different for people who are born here. But then you have to think about London. London is very um, multicultural. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of black people who live yeah. there, for example. So even if you are black and you're born here, you are spending a lot of time with, with people, people who are from the community. But I remember you one time saying, like, you only started realizing you was black when you came over trust, here. So maybe was trust. that? I mean, yeah, completely. Like, I was just me in my family as a, you know, just as a, a person or as a being, I should say. And then it wasn't really until I came here and like school, beginning school was like a pretty traumatic experience for me because I, you know, shaved head. I didn't really speak much English and like I was, you know, I was picked on and all that stuff, but like picked on for being black for being new for having all of these like things that I was previously like proud of so like it wasn't until then I really realized okay no like I'm black and then growing up more being predominantly around I mean I could say entirely around white people it's like yeah um even if you are welcomed you still realize that there is a difference so yeah Mm -hmm. Melissa what about you because you're born here do you think that it makes a difference? Um, like what well, are you the, saying is making a difference? So like with me and Viv, we were born in Africa where it was almost, com- you know, al- sorry, almost completely black people. Like I hadn't seen a white person until I was like, until I saw my stepdad when I was like four or five. And then coming here, mm-hmm. realizing that I was black and then being able to go forward and embrace it, if that makes sense. I I knew I was black from when I was from time. I never questioned anything about that. I never questioned about not wanting to be black. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that people in London don't feel that way. But I grew up in an area where there was a mixture. So it was black, white, Asian, this, that, the other. It wasn't just white people. So when I went to school um there was a lot of us like there was a decent amount of us like we all had our obviously our little gangs but I was I chilled with the black girls but I also chilled with the white girls the same with the boys the boys chilled with the black boys but they also chilled with the white boys um and we all knew we were black uh I don't remember anybody really being bullied for being black like you're black haha I don't remember that um so I don't feel like I don't feel like um, it makes a difference from how I grew up, but there's some people that live in London that don't really see much black people. So, for example, I went to college with a white girl and she lived just on the outskirts of London and she had never seen a black person before. Like she had never seen a black person before. And she literally lives probably 15 minutes away from me. Like I could get to her house in 15 minutes. So... When she came to college and we were like, we were proper close, like me, her and my friend Danielle, we were all proper close. Like we chilled together from beginning to the end. So for somebody that's never seen black people and me and Danielle were like black people, like we're not those black people, you know, that this, that, the other, we're black people, like we embrace our culture proper. Um, So for me, I don't think, I don't think it makes a difference if you know who you are. I would say, but saying that there are some black people who 
just don't know. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I can't say that's a bad thing because if you've grown up in an area where it's predominantly white people, um, but what I will say is, though, black people who have grown up around black people kind of, I feel, I, from my experience, have looked down on black people that have grown up maybe in a white area because they don't class them as being black or they <laughs> say they're black and they're, they're this and that and they're acting white or whatever they want to call it. So they put them down for that. But my <laughs> thing is, like, as much as we have... Um, because I, I personally believe, as black people, we don't have one culture. There's no, so many different cultures within black people. No, we don't. Um, so you can't look down on another black person because they're not your black or mm-hmm. because they're not as black as you want to say you're black. Um, and that's an issue that we have in the black community. Like, sure. if I, you know, if even if you talk a certain way, like, I've had guys say to me, like, why are you talking like a white girl? And I'm like, well, this is just how I talk. So... Because you don't speak like them or because you don't speak how they've been brought up, you're speaking like a white person. Um, And what I have experienced as well is like a lot of black people associate speaking well or speaking clearly with speaking like a white person. Mm -hmm. And that that narrative needs to go in the bin because this is why a lot of them within our communities. Exactly. And that's also why a lot of black people don't want to actually be who they are. They're faking it to impress other people. Mm -hmm. So... For me, I don't think there's a difference. Um, there is a difference on where you grow up, of course, but in terms of knowing yourself, knowing your blackness, this, that, the other, it all depends on where you've been brought up. But like you said, it also um, includes family, how your family have treated you, your community, your areas, your schools, your friends, your this, your that. It all depends because like you said, Karen, you didn't really, you said you didn't know you was black until you came here or you didn't know there was a difference. Yeah, like I didn't I I didn't identify like as black until I came here because yeah. I was just a Zimbabwean. I you know, I was just my was tribe just, or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. it's only when I came here and I was treated differently that I realized that I was black and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And nobody can't say to you that that's a that's a wrong experience or that's a bad experience because that's just your experience. Yeah. But what I have found is that sometimes people will look down on you for like how can you not know you're black? Yeah. And it's like, but in where you came from, it, everyone looked down. Yeah, it wasn't a fact that <laughs> so it was like tribalism or colorism. Exactly. Yeah. It was more true. Yeah, it was tribalism. So like you identified yourself by your tribe. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, or in many places, they identify themselves as skin or yeah. colour. Yeah. So yeah, it just depends. Do you guys um think there's a thing such as black privilege? Yeah, I do. Go on. Um I think black privilege, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think black privilege, like for example, um, I was reading something a while ago actually, and it was saying that basically black people can come out and embrace their colour and embrace their race, but white people can't. Mm-hmm. Black people ain't hearing that. Um I don't know if I want to say it's black privilege, but I just think there are certain things that black people do that we're like, no one can't tell us nothing. And if another race did it, black people wouldn't be too happy with it. But I don't know but if that's then privilege. Don't you think, but don't you think that the re? Well, I think that the reason that we have come to this point is because for so long we've been told that we're less than we've not been yeah Yeah. and like we haven't been given the same opportunities we couldn't and if you look at it from like a you know 
a celebrity or whatever kind of point of view where they historically weren't allowed into white institutions and all of this thing. So they had to go and create their own and, you know, give themselves a sense of pride in their communities and to give themselves self-esteem. That's why we've got to this point. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I said I don't know if it's actually black privilege because it's black people have been put down for so long and been made to feel bad about themselves, been segregated from people for so long. Even till this day, black people are treated so differently to other races. So why can't we embrace our skin? Why can't we embrace our culture? Why can't we embrace our hair and and our, you know, black love and black this, black that? Why can't we do that? White people haven't been a role. Me, I don't know, but... But then it's yeah, like, as you said, we're still going through that, which is why we're still having to embrace hair and all these kind of different black experiences. You know, about the school in London where they refuse the, them to wear their natural hair. Like if we're mm. going through this right now, this is why we need to have a black hair movement and all of these sorts of things that we're still uplifting ourselves because in many ways we're still being oppressed. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's why I don't know if it's black privilege because mm. is it a privilege just to be able to tr- be treated fairly? Right. Not really. And then also no, in those privileges, what in comparison to white privilege or all of these other kinds of privilege, are are we on mm. the same level? If we're not, we're still fighting. But, you know, Viv, what do you think? I think, I think when I hear that, I think sometimes, um, do I think there's break? black privilege gosh that's a difficult one to be fair um i think there isn't to some extent but i think the the privilege comes across in a way that they're like what melissa's saying they're trying to put us on the same level as everybody else but then what some people might consider as the privilege is that like you know affirmative action when people are be- are being targeted for certain roles or certain jobs just because of characteristics that they hold. Mm. Um, but also um, little things that, and then that's when people saying you didn't deserve that, you were just given it just mm-hmm. because. And like, for example, you know, here, especially, I don't know if it's starting to happen here a little bit more. We spoke about it um, in the second episode, um, don't hire me because I'm black or something, um, that people will now get positions just because sometimes because people are trying to tick a box to to, right. to make sure right but even within that when we look at the companies and all these sorts of things that are trying to tick boxes they're just trying to tick boxes on a front and then when you actually look at the structure of the company you've still got people of particular races if we're talking black people not actually in positions of power they're just there for the face like I don't this is also like I don't know if this is a good example but like I remember at school when we went to take the kind of photo for the school um what do you call that thing the like welcome manual or whatever they went and got all the ethnic kids in the school to come and be part of the photo to give an idea of the what the school was built up of but when we look at the school predominantly, it's, that's not what it looked like, really. 
is to paint an image that we're getting fairness and we're getting mm-hmm. privileges when we're still not. And I think that's kind of like a sophisticated form of racism, in my opinion. Do you know what? Also, like, so from what I take from that is that, so could you say then maybe white and black people interpret privilege differently? Because when you are, when, because white when black people are saying okay you've got white privilege they're talking about power right and control and status whereas when white people are talking to us about privilege they're saying well you can make comments on your color you the without word. being seen as a black <laughs> exactly without, without being a supreme um a black supremacist or whatever because you're bigging up your race mm-hmm. or for example like um Black people can have black only places, but white people can't have white only places because if white people have only white places, white only places they're seen as racist, but black people can just have places where they say this is the thing they do have white only places, they may not like say it, like they do. You're you're not allowed to (laughs) come in this club because of your shoes, you're not allowed to come in this club because of this, that, and third. You have they have white Mm. only spaces, which is it's just an, mm. a mute argument because they do, which is why we just have to go and create these places. Yeah, but also mm. for us, and I've always said this, just because black people are creating their own businesses that are targeted for black people, that I mean white people are not welcome. So you don't have to... Yeah, inter- you can come buy these products. Exactly, you can come in. Like, um, like little things like what you just said, the example of the club where they said no trainers when they know black boys mostly wear trainers right. or no jeans when they know black boys like jeans right. no trackies when they know black boys like <laughs> trackies that part so you know who you're targeting even like when they say no trainers right it's like the, the black boys will turn up in like balenci all these designer trainers are still saying no trainer we said no trainer right. that don't mean how expensive your trainer is. i mean you still can't come in so that's what they mean but so I feel like they will maybe black people and white people interpret privilege differently. Right. Um, is if some people would say it's about power and status, status, whereas they're saying, well, we can't celebrate our color, but I feel like they, they can celebrate their color. I don't see why white people can't celebrate their color. Right. Why? Who's stopping them from, who's, who's stopping them from celebrating their color? I've never, or they who they are. But, but I think I can see they when I don't, do it. I don't think they're saying that it's being stopped. Yeah, I think I don't think they're saying that they they stop it. People are stopping them. I just think they're saying that they just can't do it. Point blank. Period. Why? Like, why do they feel like? They, why do they feel they can't do it though? Yeah, I, I can't answer that. But what I will say is that I feel like but it's the way they do it. Don't you think? I I just think I think they it's interpreted exactly the same. I think that they think black people have a certain level of power that nobody just can't say nothing to them. Because if you look at the the tone of some people's comments and and tweets and stuff like that, it's like, well, you can get away with it basically and we can't. And that's, that's a power. You, you have the power to get away mm-hmm. with something that we can't. So I think it's interpreted exactly the same. I think the tone might be slightly different but white people, uh, even the whole thing of like, even now, like on Twitter, Blue Lives Matter is trending. Like, why are you taking a movement that was started for black people right. to actually 
And they're saying blue lives matter or all lives matter. Every time black lives matter is brought up, all lives matter. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know all lives matter, all lives, all lives count and stuff. But black people's lives at the moment and for the past how many years has been basically not mattered. Yeah. It's not been cared about. And so why is it that we can't promote? Yeah. And, and this is why I say like, I think, I genuinely think they're interpreted exactly the same. It's a power thing. They think that we have a certain level of power that they just nobody can touch but then i also feel like they they also know that we don't have that power which is why the things that they argue are black privilege they're talking about black lives matter they're talking about saying the Mm. n-word they're talking about things that have been historically oppressive they're like why can't we still Mm. oppress so i feel like maybe not yeah when you say they're they're interpreting the same way, like they have, we, they think we have power, um, but I think when black people are thinking about it, well, this is how I think about it. I'm thinking they're thinking more of like wealth, status, opportunity, education. That's what black people are talking about. Whereas they're talking about more that we can say certain things and get away with it. And they're saying that we, we're not being held accountable for certain things that we do because we are black. So we get a pass. So do you two feel as black people, do you think we have power? I do. What power is that? I think we have a power as a whole, as, a, as black people. Like you said from the beginning, they wouldn't be trying to come for us if we didn't have a certain level of power. Mm-hmm. So for me, we do have a power. Whether we use it to our best ability or not, we do have a power and um, whether you, whether it's wealth, this, that, the other for white, white people, black people, whatever, black people have power that nobody can touch and nobody can take away. Right. Um, and I personally, I don't think that it's anything to do with any differences in terms of wealth, status, money, this, getting away with whatever. I think they know if black people actually stuck together and came together as a collective, it's untouchable yeah. and they know that yeah they absolutely know that yeah so that's that's why i think that black people have power yeah and i feel like it draws back to the first kind of thing that we said we love about being black in the resilience so like the resilience of us has there has to be some there has to be power in that with all of the struggles that we've been in there has to be a power in that and people still see that so we're not even talking like about the materialistic things and all of this. It's just the coming together. Like you've mm-hmm. said, the coming together, the sticking together, the sticking through it. That is a power in itself. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Do you know what? I'm going to just bring in what Americans say, you know how in America they, um, I don't know if you two are aware of this, how in America there was specifically when it comes to colleges and universities, they will specifically make sure that they have a certain number of, black people or black people um students that they roll onto their um campus every single year and i remember one time i was watching a documentary and white people in the documentary they were getting pissed off they were they were not happy they were saying i'm losing out on a space just because i am white and they're giving that pace to someone else just because they are black or they were like black people are now taking our places because just because of their color um and they're saying they're now being prioritized because of their color um 
So I don't know whether that's the case. And also there was a, a guy who tweeted, um, so I don't know, there's a professor in America who tweeted something, I don't know how long ago. He said, um, black privilege is real besides affirmative action that I said earlier. Special scholarships and other set-asides being shielded from legitimate criticism in a, is a privilege. But as a group, they're missing out on so much needed feedback. So do you feel like black people miss out on feedback? We don't stop getting feedback. Karen's <laughs> <laughs> like, we're always getting it. <laughs> we don't stop getting feedback. Legit. Whether it's asked for or not, it's always there. Like, there's always... Um, a criticism whether it's coming from within our own community or from other communities that oh you're not doing this right you're not doing that right you're not but we still know that these systems are rigged so even if we're given these opportunities we can't also deny the fact that the communities are being ripped apart whether that's through violence or neglect or lack of funding so how are they expect do you know what I mean like that's feedback in itself that you we're giving you these opportunities quotation marks but we're not really and it's your fault that you're not getting them or it's your fault that you're not um you're not taking advantage of them without taking into consideration the other destructive factors within that do you know what I also think as well like just as much as these people can give you this stuff they can take it away just as quickly I was like Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, especially in America, a lot of them getting, a lot of black students and students in general, but a lot of black students getting based off scholarships. Now, if you get in with a scholarship and you don't achieve a certain grade, they can take it away from you very, very quickly. And what I have seen, um, black people get their scholarships taken away a lot quicker than white students. And a lot of organisations in the UK, um, and schools, universities, a lot of them have a quota for, for diversity or diverse students. Whether they're going to come out and publish it, they do. So that's nothing new. To me, that's nothing new. A lot of, no school, and the thing is, a lot of the people that, that own these schools, directors, this, that, the other, a lot of them know that they can't just hire white, um, they can't just um, take in white students because that's not popular. Mm-hmm. That's not going to, you're not going to get away with that somebody's going to pull you up and you're going to get questioned on it. So they know they have to have a certain level of Indian, South Asian, Black. They know they need to have a certain amount of people. So for me, that's nothing new. So if if, if white people want to look at it as though, because for me, that's privilege in itself. You looking at it as though somebody's taking your place. When, why yeah. is it that the minority can't have a fair opportunity of course there's always going to be more than more white people in certain of some of these um establishments because you're the majority if you're the if if there's 70 percent of white people in the uk it's very high chance that there's gonna be some of these location um universities or schools are gonna have majority white students so why are you looking at is that you'll get your chances getting taken when we're just talking about equal opportunities all these establishments nowadays want to be pushing equal opportunities equality diversity inclusiveness all of this bullshit these people are spewing out but then you've got people like that so for me that's a privilege in itself that you actually have the mouth to say that but I think as well more than that it's the idea that 
it's just being given as if we're not all out or and we're not out here working 10 times as hard yeah the scholarships and all of this other stuff isn't just being given out to any old body that hasn't tried when we know like the you know uh, college scandal in america a few years ago with the celebrities and all of these people paying for their their kids to get in paying for people right Right. Did did you see a single black student in that situation? No, but we we know that when they're given these opportunities, it's because that they have actually worked so hard yeah. and earned them in a way. Yeah, and that's the difference. They they think just because black people might have 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 received the opportunity, they've just been given it, and that's not. And that's why I said it's a privilege right. because you're actually you actually think that. Black people, as hard as we've had it, we can get into these top universities just like that. And I'm not saying they can't. Just, just because we want it, just because we feel like we, it. Yeah, because we're black. I'm sorry, but let's not try any of that. So that's why, and like you said about that college scandal thing, even the one that one of them that went to actual prison, she got like 60 days or two something. Two weeks. Or 90 days. Was this she what got she got? Two weeks, didn't she? The, the one from one Desperate them, Housewives, of, I swear she got like two weeks. From, I was like, Yeah, there was, was one the from point? Desperate Housewives and there was another lady with like mouse brown hair. I can't remember her name, but she's been on a few shows as well. And I'm thinking, you know, right. these types of crimes in America are big boy crimes. Like years right. for these crimes. And you're getting two weeks, a few months. I'm sorry. But if we want to start talking about privilege and all of these things, Let's not even get it started because you're actually paying your way to get into university and black people are just given a chance based on actually how hard they work. So for me, yeah, I don't know about all of that one. So one thing you've both touched on is just one thing as well that I think I love about, no, not I think that I know about being, (laughs) I love about being like, just how, how hardworking we are. But for some reason, the rest of the world perceives us as lazy and I'm thinking, I mean, that's purposeful, isn't it? That's completely purposeful. Who perceives black people to as being lazy? That's how they see us. That's, that's, that's the stereotype, how, yeah. That's the stereotype that black people are lazy. Black people are not educated. Oh, that stereotype. Oh, oh, I've heard it loads. I'm yeah, it's lazy. a common stereotype, but it's also like kind of the stereotype that we're violent savages when savagery has been inflicted upon us for generations. It's yeah. this it's this trick of racism, this switch of roles that doesn't make any sense for us that know us. Yeah, like yeah. I I just think that narrative that black people are lazy has been pushed for years. And I don't think that's the case because black people are hard working. And they have been hardworking. Propaganda. They, <laughs> they have like. If like we weren't hardworking, why would they take us as slaves? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Karen is like you knew you knew to take us because you knew we'd do the work exactly. for you. <laughs> Sorry, if, if, if other people were as hardworking, or if they just they'd be like, listen, we're wasting money with these lazy lot. Let's be real. <laughs> no, but I can't remember who. I think I don't know. Who I was having a conversation. I can't remember who it was. They were saying. They didn't actually just try to take black people. They tried to take Indians. They tried to take um, Asians, but they did take Indians. They, they weren't strong enough to to um, to carry on with the labor work that were that was required. Whereas black people were able the all day labor work, yeah, right? Whereas black people were able to do that. So it's like, okay, let's go get more of these because these ones are the best ones. They'll do what we need them to do. So I feel like we we are hardworking. Even if you look at our 
our, our parents, the, the amount of work they've been having to do and the, the sacrifices they've had to make, um, these jobs they've had to be doing for, for years, some of them just to make ends meet. Um, but then many black people are, are still um, struggling. But I feel like we just have to commend ourselves for the work and effort we put in, even though it might, we're not, we might not be where we need to be or where we want to be. But I think we have to to pat ourselves on the back for the constant hard work, shed tears or whatever we're putting into. Yeah, because we did that. We did that. Mm-hmm. We absolutely did that. Looking at history and everything that we've been through, whether we're looking at Africa, whether we're, whether we're looking at the Americas or in Australia and the Pacific Islands, like there has been a world... Yeah, Windrush as well. Right. There has been a worldwide um, effort, concerted effort for the destruction of us and the annihilation and genocide, yet we're still here, we're still pushing and we're still going further and that's absolutely commendable. You know, yeah. Do you know what? It's 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 difficult when we talk about stuff like this, though, because I think as black people, there's so many positive things about us, characteristics about us, but sometimes we just don't, um, you know, use them. Highlight them. Yeah. So, Karen, what do you think is your biggest strength as a black person? Um. I think my biggest strength as a black person is just my drive to see myself and my community do better. Like I'm always thinking of ways of how I'm going to be able to help my community, like the things that I'm doing now with my work with, you know, I'm building for something to help and give back and to push my community whether that's here whether that's back home so I think that's really my favorite thing Melissa um I think just my strength to be honest but I don't know if that's a black thing I can't lie but yeah I think just my strength as like a black woman um yeah I can't I can't that's a bit of a hard question to be honest I would have had I would have preferred more time to think about that so <laughs> sorry you just came up now, my I'm head just gonna say that. yeah that was yeah, a good that's, that's a question that's really difficult to to answer without thinking about it because there's so many different things and I wouldn't like to just put it on one thing so for now yeah that's what I'll say yeah um yeah it is a difficult question and I also, also want to add like community is probably just just that sense of family that you have with people that aren't necessarily your blood relatives, right? So even at work, there's people, there's black people that I work with and I feel a sense of family with them that I don't really feel with other races or it's it's difficult to explain, but do you kind of understand what I mean? Like mm. that you can feel like you are with family even when you're not with your own blood relatives in whatever situation you're in and I like to provide that for other for other black people as well um for me I would say um like one of my strengths is the ability to stay grounded and um be level-headed because in this society we live in if you don't have those things to keep you grounded and level-headed um everything can become a bit 
Sorry, I don't know how to put that into words. Who was the only thing I could, I, I could do? <laughs> Hopefully, guys, you understand. Woohoo! <laughs> but, um, hot. Hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but like, yeah, I think it's just you need in this world, in this society, as a black individual, as black people, we need to be able to, to stay level headed and grounded because if you, you don't, um they can use certain things and against you for example and they can try come at you from different ways to just get a reaction to make you act out of character for say for per se so they can say we told you so so i think in this world you need to to be level-headed and you need to be grounded and know what keeps you grounded as well because you need to know what keeps you grounded. So for for me, is is that because if you don't have that, it can be it can be tough for you and as a person. Mm-hmm, for sure. So okay, just before we kind of draw it to an end, um, what kind of what what keeps you going, Melissa? What keeps you going as a as a black person? I thought you were really gonna say Wakanda forever. Wakanda <laughs> 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 forever. Um. <laughs> I don't know. These questions are hard to think about on the spot. I can't lie. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just for me, I just have to keep going, isn't it? Because I'm not, like, I can't stop and I'm not going to fail. So for me, like, that's what that's what keeps me going. Like, I'm not going to, I can't, I need to achieve something and I'm not going to fail and I'm not going to, be what people might want me to be or expect me to be so for me that I just I don't really for me I'm not one of them people that all, that has something that like this is what motivates me this is what makes me I don't I'm not like that I don't have anything like that so for me I just have it in my mind that I have to keep going until I can't go no more so yeah that's mine um I'd say that seeing other people of my community do well motivates me and I'm not even just like talking present day like you know seeing you two what you're doing what you're achieving that's motivating me but even like I love history so like learning more and more about our struggles and the revolutions and all these amazing people in the past you know Queen Jinga um and all these kind of figures in my life help me you know, they just motivate me. Seeing that we're amazing and the, that we keep going is an example to me. And like, especially seeing people that have had hard times come out on the other side. I think, yeah. Yeah, for real. Oh gosh, for me, I would say what keeps me going is that the more that I do, the know that our grandchildren, our children, our great-great-grandchildren the future generations are going to be able to have better lives than we did. That's what keeps me going. That nice. um, To just know that the more we keep going, the more, the, the harder you work, the, the things you put in place, the things you're trying to do, there is a purpose and there is a meaning for them. And what you're doing will be taken in and it will be taken, it will be appreciated and people will be grateful for it in future, whoever you are and whatever you do. So 
And not only that, that hopefully we can create, like I said, not even now, like not even our children, great children, just like now what I do as well, make sure people, even like people back home, like here contributing what I can, what I can here. It's just those, the difference and the impact that you can have in people's lives and the people that you can touch and know that, okay, this is what this is. This is what I'm doing this for, for people to have better lives. And just so people, because like I said, we've been through a lot. So I think it's just to know that in the end, there's always going to be a benefit and there's someone who's going to benefit from it. And there's someone who will be grateful. And it's just that thing. And it's also about just understanding that we are more, I am more, we can be more, we can do better. We are enough. And that keeps me going as well. Like, so that could be little things like that. So, you know, that kind of, um, <laughs> that kind of reminds me of the, I don't know if you've seen that thing that's like going around on social media. Would you rather, um, go back and meet your ancestors or go to the future and meet your great-grandchildren oh I can't I feel like your answer is probably going to be like your grandchildren oh that's a hard one no that's a hard one oh well okay Uh, I'm gonna actually just answer that because I think it's I would like to go and meet my ancestors and talk to them okay about yeah what they what they learn and their journeys and the advice they would give even though now I live in the future I'm like hey my name is Vivian I'm from the future this is what you've done for us and thank you but I'm here to to take on some messages so I can go and do that for the next people so I think because that wisdom wisdom is everything right wisdom and knowledge is everything going to the future I don't want to I it's it's nice to know what's happening in the future but I want to know sometimes oh it's a hard one because I would like to see actually the impact I don't know Melissa (laughs) what would you do to go back in the past or go to the future yeah Melissa I would go to my grandchildren or great-grandchildren whatever it was in the future I don't think I would get I don't think I would really benefit from speaking to my ancestors to be honest like I really don't like I think I would rather see what my grandkids are doing to see what how my life has impacted my kids and Mm -hmm. how my kids life has impacted their kids life that's what I would I think I would benefit more from like seeing what legacy I've I've started that's what I would rather see anyway what would you do out of the two? Oh, I'd definitely go meet my ancestors um I just like the idea of seeing the seeing their struggles and their realities and then being able to just kind of be like you know what it it was okay for me, you know? <laughs> so like all of your struggle and everything or whatever whatever your your whatever your situation is, it wasn't in vain because I guess kind of what mm. Melissa wants for her grandchildren, I want to be the person giving it to them, if that makes sense. Mm. I think it's hard because with me, like I don't really like seeing like black trauma. I don't like seeing trauma mm-hmm. from black people. I don't like to see black people struggling. So I think mm-hmm. with the whole ancestor thing, like, I wouldn't want to go back and see my black like, ancestors struggling. Because even sometimes like certain films and stuff that they, they make these days, I can't see. But then we also have to remember it wasn't all just struggle it as wasn't, well, though. But 
a lot of it was. And I, mm. I just don't want to see, like, black people being segregated and black people being treated differently. Like, I just don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what... if I mean, I don't know how far we're talking about in terms of ancestors. Like, I don't know how many generations it is, but, yeah, I don't know. I just think out of the two... I mean, I wouldn't pass up the chance, but out I of mean, the two... I mean, it depends. I think I, out of the two, yeah. I'd rather see my grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. With me and my ancestors, yeah... My, I know my ancestry line is so strong, yeah, that, like, if I go back, I swear to God, yeah, no word of a lie, like, <laughs> like, in Zimbabwe, I just know, like, it would be, be nice to go there and, and meet them, and, because I've got a strong bloodline in it, so, right. so, for me, it will be just going back to see what it's like, because when I think about struggle, when I think about, um, I don't know what the white people, I don't know what they were doing, but I feel like my ancestors mm-hmm. were, were strong enough to 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 be able to be in those situations, and I don't know, I don't know. But and then also, I'm not all, I'm not also basing it only on the struggle. Like going back and seeing my ancestors, like there was life before the 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 huge kind of things that disrupted our growing and that disrupted our communities and things like that there was life before that there were kingdoms that there's great history within our past as well great great history so it's like it's being able to see that and kind of say this this is this is also what has happened like I don't know Mm. yeah I get you I'm just curious to know like what yeah it kind of depends. Like, I'm definitely, I'm not trying to go back and see the slaves or anything like that. That's too, too mad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but if we're talking, talking like maybe going back to see, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I'd like to see my my blood relatives and see how far back that goes and what, what was going on there. Um, yeah, life before colonisation and meeting Europeans and all of these other things like the yeah yeah Yeah. I think yeah I think it'll be interesting but the future will be interesting as well because the future is looking mad that the the way we're going Mm -hmm. at the moment and the um the growth I'd be afraid you're afraid for the future (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah no like what if right this is the thing like I feel like the 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 past is sure because like we know what's happened, right? So I know what's happened and I'm such a hopeful person. What if I go to the future, yeah, and my grandkids are living a madness? I'd, I wouldn't be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will come living back to madness. 2021 and, and dead yourself. You'd be like, me, there's no point now. Let me just go. Because- trust me, end it all. End it all, guys. <laughs> what I've seen, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, but also that might motivate you to change the course of the future, though. You never know. Because if you've seen certain things you don't like in the future, you'd be like, nah, I don't want that to happen. So I want to change. The, mm, the way my personality is, I take it to heart and be like, listen, <laughs> this is the best decision for all of us. I'm telling <laughs> it now. <laughs> it's, all, it's all over, Jackie. It's all over. <laughs> No, but okay, like okay, we're gonna let's let's draw it to an end. Last last words, Karen. What are you leaving? I love our creativity. I love our resilience. I love our sense of family within each other, and I love our power. Okay, 
Melissa. I've, I didn't actually mention, like, I love black people's humour. Oh, yeah. I feel like black people just... Yes. How did we miss that? Yeah, I feel like black people just are hilarious. Like, black people's sense of humour is mad. Like, second to none. Trust. Mm-hmm. So, although, although I do love, I do love, other, like, general humour, but black humour for me is just, like, we just relate so much to the same thing. And mm-hmm. it's just funny. Like, no matter where like, you're black from. People, like, yeah literally no matter the background no matter where you're from obviously there has to be a, some sort of sense of similarity but like what you said about Dave Chappelle like Dave, Dave Chappelle is my favorite comedian like he's no, hilarious to me yeah. and like Dave's humor is second to none unmatched like, literally second to none unmatched so yeah for me um said black people's sense of humor and um just black people's beauty i think yeah. like there's so many different shades of us you know like we're just it's very unique and very varied so i feel like yeah for me it's the humor um and just just our beauty i guess yeah yeah for me i'm just gonna leave our hope our hope for better things our hope for the, for a better future and our hope for um, success, whatever it is. Hope for whatever we are hoping for as people, for equality, for um, greater love, greater community within our, our community. So for whatever it is. So our hope, because I know we have a lot of that, because if we didn't, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't here. be here right now. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry, guys. I just thought it's like in my head. Why do I do this all the time? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, Melissa, how you just mentioned, like, no matter where you are, like, um, we understand each other as as black people, yeah. So you do you remember mm. back in the day when people were t- uh, tweeting in a black household? So before we go, Karen, I'm just going to ask, I'm going to ask everybody for something to say in a black household. What happens in a black household? So Karen, off you go first. Oh, yeah. I don't have one, sorry. <laughs> in a black household. Man, that's tough. That. That's tough. Like everybody, oh, very tough. That is tough. Everyone's got jokes though. Like Melissa said, in a black household, everyone's got jokes over like anything, even the worst traumas. <laughs> we make jokes out of them because you know humor is a way of coping with things. So I think that, mm. like the maddest jokes, you'd be like, <sighs> other people would be like, no, you can't that's not but we're over here laughing <laughs> um i can't think of one to be honest like i really can't but mine's not more of a um, black but mine's more of like a jamaican thing mm-hmm. but like jamaicans have like a habit of like making fun of anything mm-hmm. so like you could somebody somebody could literally be like <laughs> somebody could literally be dying and they're making a joke they could be making a joke about it or they'll give you like a name jamaicans like give you like a name like if you like say if you've got like cancer or something they'll call you like cancer something or like they'll give you just mm-hmm. a random name oh in it. but it's like it's literally like it's funny but it's not meant to be hurtful yeah. that's the difference yeah. it's not meant to be hurtful so yeah i can't think of a black household because my typical is my household is not a typical black household anyway but um yeah i would just say that about jamaicans mm-hmm. um while you two were talking i thought in a black household i'm just thinking of the aunties how everybody is an auntie and how every 
I'm just thinking how joy auntie and uncle. Yeah, yeah I, I just think of the the how aunties are just like everything and how the aunties would aunties are inner, I can't lie though. In a black household, aunties are very inner people, inner individuals. But we are going to become those people. So ten years from now we are going to be aunties and our cute our grand <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not gonna be, I'm not gonna be in my kids business like that that's not my business Mm-mm. no no we're just gonna be aunties nah i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there i'm not even gonna i'm gonna be there I, I What's this? who's this i saw you the other day you were walking this i'm, mm-hmm, I'm telling your mother <laughs> that's too much no, but I'm like, imagine like 10 years from now, we are going to be aunties. People are going to be saying, Auntie, Auntie Melissa, Auntie Carrot. Imagine. We're I'm an auntie crazy. now, so for me, that's not really nothing oh, new. I think like the age thing, I think you know when Now, but like an auntie in the sense of just like auntie. I don't think I'm going to be like that. But don't really? forget, like I'm Jamaican. Jamaicans, we don't have things, we don't really do like the whole auntie thing like Africans do. We so don't. it's slightly different. No, mm-hmm. we don't do that. What do you that's do? That's an African thing. We don't have auntie. We don't call people auntie, like just for the sake of it. You just, you just call. But then, I think the the auntie and you know uncle thing stems from like within a lot of African cultures. They 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 do that because they see everyone yeah. as like their family. Even you know like back in, in in Zimbabwe like no one gets called by their name they're they're called like mother of this person auntie uncle grandmother yeah. even if they're not your grandparents so mm. that's kind of like where that comes from yeah. yeah Jamaicans we don't really have that so you call people by their names yeah obviously my own auntie Imagine. and uncles obviously not but my, like just random people like we don't call them we don't call them auntie so for me like that's not really that's not really a thing see guys this is the difference sometimes in cultures like just because we're black melissa said this is like the last episode just because we're both black that i mean sometimes we're all the same culture so for sure we're completely done and i think that's that's what makes us unique though i can't lie i think that's what makes us unique because we have all these different cultures within us but um anywho um karen thank you thank you very much for thank you for on. having me oh no we appreciate had a lot of fun as always <laughs> it was good i like the discussion but thank you for coming um thanks to the listeners for listening and yeah we will see you at the next show session thanks guys um yeah hope we thank are you. out